So you like running, but you're feeling pain or irritation and you can't enjoy it like you once did. Or worse, your performance has taken a big hit. Now you're reminiscing on the good times or the wind blew past your ears. Nature looked lovely as you passed it. What are you waiting for? Go and visit a specialist at Health and High Performance. With the latest in technology and a wealth of experience, the team at Health and High Performance can help you with all your running injury and performance needs. Let's get you back to doing something you love with the results you're capable of. Head over to healthhp.com.au slash run, or you can find them on Instagram at Health High Performance. Health and High Performance are located in Mount Albert, Melbourne, but are available for telehealth appointments not only Australia-wide, but also around the world. So contact them now on their website to find out more. Gentlemen, to the Peak Endurance Podcast with your host, Isabel Ross. As a personal trainer, accredited endurance coach, and now podcast host, Isabel is bringing you the best advice, tips, and tricks for your health and athletics. She's won two Australian Trail Championships, a 24-hour track race, and many, many more races, as well as participated in the notorious Barkley Marathons. So she knows her stuff. And now, since she's raced all over the world, she's bringing all that knowledge and giving it to you, so you can become a better performer as a So make sure to continue to tune into the Peak Endurance Podcast to get your body right, your mind right, and your health on point. Hey, it's Tom here, and today I'm back with some more thoughts. Um, So I want to talk a little about food and ultra running, something that's kind of close to home for myself. Um, Someone who has gotten over anorexia, um, back in the day and still kind of struggles with it because it never really goes away. I want to talk a little about food and ultra running and kind of the traps you can start to fall in which I still find myself falling into at times and really um, can really affect your mental health in a negative way and cause stress and obviously worse comes worse end up losing weight and that kind of thing but um, I kind of want to talk a bit about yeah the the issues and things to be wary of when it comes to ultra running and or running or any exercise in general and I think the big one is the uh, reward system with bad foods um you know I've I restrict I'm very restrictive of what I eat normally um uh, always kind of healthy and very disciplined in that way which is good and but also with my anorexic past it can be a little blurry but uh the trap that I fall in is after an ultra I feel uh, I get a lot of anxiety because um, it's my one chance to have something not so good or you know have a treat for myself and it actually ends up being more of a hindrance than a reward and really affects me mentally and can take me um, out completely of once I finish one of these ultras and feel really proud of myself instead of worrying about food and it's really unhealthy um, and I just kind of I guess I want to put the awareness out there and um, if other people are similar and feel the same way, just kind of be wary of it and think about it and understand that it is just um, a mental, um, I'm not sure if issue is the right word, but a mental problem that you should be wary of and try and work on and be more caring to yourself and understanding that you know you can have rewards more often um, and you shouldn't use ultra running as an outlet um, to eat more um, unhealthy foods or because you're burning so much calories that you can then stuff your face with unhealthy foods, um, you know, and, and I just, yeah, I want to kind of preach that and put that out there 
Uh, and if other people feel similar, and I'm sure there is, uh, just to be wary of it and know that it is an unhealthy thought pattern. And yeah. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Episode 135 is another interview with four of the peak endurance coaching athletes who are doing a variety of events at GSER. Pete Spink, Adrian Bellin, Emily Spiller and Alicia Harmer. In this episode, we discuss how their mindset is at the moment with the race coming up. And we also talk about how they will cope during the race and what their why is for when the going gets tough. And it's GSER, so it will get tough. Now, if you find this podcast informative and fun to listen to, why don't you make sure other athletes like yourself can find out about it by subscribing and leaving a review. That really helps to get the podcast out there and increase its reach. Thank you so much for your support. Have you ever trained hard for a race but been let down by the negative voices in your head? Did you know that your mindset is the gateway to unlocking your fullest athletic and performance potential? One-on-one mindset coaching will help you. I work with you one-on-one to develop your emotions and mindset to support your athletic goals. This coaching is conducted over Zoom and recorded for you to keep. It is designed to specifically suit your needs of developing a peak performance mindset and approach to running. Now, I only work with limited clients at a time as it is a highly personalized service. So I recommend quickly getting onto my website, peakendurancecoaching.com.au and filling out the form there to get yourself on the waiting list. Enjoy the episode. Hi, and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast, everybody who was here last time for the GSER special. We've got Adrian, Pete, Emily, and Alicia again. Um, all righty, let's do it like sort of as a, as a round circle. Um, Adrian, how's it all going? Um, yeah, really good. Like the yeah, training's been going really well. Um, I've sort of put that in your capable hands to know that obviously I've ticked off those, you know, all the workouts. I, you know, may have like changed a few days around, but I'm pretty confident I haven't like left anything sort of undone there. So I'm pretty, I, you know, would be pretty confident if I get across the border. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so, so we'll get to that in a minute, but that, that's the big the big if. Pete, how's everything going with you? Yeah, I'm feeling uh, I'm feeling as good as I hoped I would. Like if I think back to the first time we we all came together, I feel a completely different runner as far as fitness and strength and confidence goes. So all all's gone well. No, I'm 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 happy with where I am and now just want to get to the start really it gets like that towards the end doesn't it mm-hmm. <laughs> and emily how are you going um, so as you said at the start i'm still tossing up at this point whether to drop down to the 28 um this morning i've just like come from the physio and i'm feeling a little bit more confident to just say oh bugger it i'm gonna just start on the 50 and if i drop down on the day so be it it's interesting what pete was saying about um how we felt at the start like when we did the first podcast versus which I don't remember when that was um and 
Maybe August? I'm not sure. Yeah, it was um, a while ago. It feels like forever. Yeah. And what has happened in that time to stick to the training and to feel more confident, and that's definitely happened. I've My training's dropped off a little bit just with some injuries and some juggling acts. So that's, yeah, kind of my... Just update the listeners. It's an old injury you've got, isn't it, that's been playing up? Yeah. So I tore my ACL when I was about 12 um, while I was skiing, and I never got a... Um, and knee reconstruction just because I didn't really play sport and spent a lot of time I still do in library so it was never sort of front of my mind uh, and then taking up trail running and then with distances uh, increasing over time it definitely starts making itself known and I think with the extra load but also having a little bit more confidence to put weight on that knee and then it's tends yeah. to freak out a little bit but you know we'll see what happens on the day that's yeah. my body <laughs> And Alicia, how are you going? Not too bad. Like everyone else, I feel like I've come a long way because I think in the last podcast I spoke a bit about my background in running was pretty much next to nothing. So I've built a lot and I've come a long way and I'm really enjoying the running aspect of training and the quality sessions, the slow stuff, the hitting the trails and climbing the hills and all of that. But a bit like Emily, I've been hit with a few random injuries, which I didn't expect. Not major ones, but annoying enough to pull me back, have to change programs, juggle things around. But I still feel like I've got a good bulk of work done. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. Now, um, we thought, I thought this episode we would talk about, you know, the mindset required for, for running a big race like this and, and what your mindset is like at the moment. So, Adrian, what I thought would be interesting to talk about with you is because, of course, you don't even know if you're going to be able to race. It's looking like 90% you probably won't, um, simply because the borders are still closed with South Australia. Um, how do you deal with that uncertainty? Um, like when I message you, I'd, <clears throat> like it's never, you never, it's never like on till it's on, like you're at the start. So, yeah. I mean, I'd sort of like played around and like put my mind you know, where I thought it would be, how I would think on the day, all, all the little things leading up. And it always changed, like, one, the borders, um, just two, the distance. I wondered, you know, just whether I was going to cut the distance down. And that wasn't because of the training. That was just time, um, just me getting over there and just all the hassles I was having. So, um, yeah, but just in the last sort of few, since yesterday, um, when I found out the borders weren't going to be open till the 23rd, which was a bit of a bummer. Um, I don't know. Like, like I said, it, it wasn't on till it's on. So straight away, I'm just almost like with a glimmer of hope that I'll get there. But if I don't, I'm just like, what's next? It's almost like, like I said, I wasn't there. Yeah. I hadn't made it there yet. So I'm just I already looked I already had looked past it anyway. Like so. You've been um, very philosophical about it and, and um, because it, it's hard to train for an event and then not be able to get there, but you've sort of still at the moment got your eyes further ahead um, and this was more sort of as a build towards your your next goal. Can you share with the listeners what your next goal is? Um, so I'm entered in the down under 135 um, next May and that was always going to be like my pinnacle. Yeah. Um, but like I heard you and Ron talking in your podcast about A races and B races and all that, 
I'd sort of almost wrongly discounted the GSR as a B, not a B race, but I just I was always looking past it. Yeah. And and I thought and I was sort of thought this is going to come back and bite me, you know, halfway through hundred miles or something like that, and I've got to get my head around not thinking that way. Yeah. And I'd sort of done that in the last month. I'd sort of changed my attitude and obviously sort of not knowing as well if I'm going to get there or not. Yeah, just juggling all that. So I'd already, you know, I'd already sort of looked, I already had the goal to go past it anyway. Um, and I was just basically going to just pass through, just get it done, finish no matter what, and then keep going. But yeah, and I'm and still, I, mean, I, still, I still think like that. I just... Yeah. That's what I said on 24 hours notice, I'll be there, you know, yeah. I can get there. And, and I mean, that's part of um, running ultras also is, is learning to um, go with the flow with setbacks. Because if you mm. stress about a setback in a race, in the middle of a race, well, you're not going to finish the race. So you, so it's a really good mindset to have where you just go with the flow of it all. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Like I've, I have, you know, I've run, I've sort of stuffed up a few ultras. I've always finished them, but I'm like, I've been in sort of this little bit of a rush where I've gone, hang on. It doesn't matter if I sit down for five minutes, mm. gather me thoughts and then just move slowly and then just keep going. You yeah. know what I mean? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. No, it's that's gonna, right. It's not going to, yeah. So, and that's the same thing with um, obviously, you know, the disappointment of maybe not getting there. I've just got to like chill out for 10 minutes and each 24 hours change, like a lot can change. So I'm like, that's what I mean. I'm just as long, it, yeah. It's like I said, it's not over till it's over. And like, if it's if it happens, I'll be yeah on 24 hours notice. I'll be good. And then once I start, I just got to finish. That's yeah, it. That's it. And, and and in an ultra, you've got you've got time for those little moments, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. So and that's yeah, that's that's one of the good things. And it can be probably one of the bad things is too, because you've got too much time to think. <laughs> and and, and yeah, you do. And also um, there is a tendency sometimes with, with athletes to waste time. So as much yeah. as you've got the time to do that sort of thing, you don't want to be wasting time just going, well, I've got heaps of time. So it's, it's a fine line for all yeah. athletes. It was probably, it was probably good last night. <laughs> like I hadn't ran yesterday. Usually I run in the morning yeah. and I missed the, I missed the morning because sometimes my little daughter gets up early and I can't do it. And I was like freaking out. Oh, I know. And I had to wait. And then obviously I got that news about the borders. And I thought, well, you know what? This is the best thing. I'm going to go for an 8K run. You know what I mean? I changed like and cleared my mind. And I was just like, hang on. I'm just freaking out over nothing now. You know? Like it's all. And, you know, if it's not this race, it's the next one and the next one. Like I'll do GSCR next year and the year after. Like it just doesn't finish. Because no, I don't get there. Right. I don't because I don't get there in two weeks or whatever. It's and just, and it's all um money in the bank, the training. So it, it's exactly. all that's still in you. And I can that's that was my thing too. Like I can look back at like, you know, like I I know I've done everything. I'm confident in that, but there's just been like a couple of little things where I'd, you know, like I just probably didn't do as many like just the strength like where I'm lacking in strength I've just found all that out yeah. through all the training we've done I'm going man I need more work on this and now I've got time yeah that's right you know? yeah got to look for the positives now Pete yeah. how are you going um <clears throat> heading into this race how are you feeling mentally 
uh, work in progress, I think. I, the mental side, I, I would say, is probably lacking the most. So I've, I've actually, I'm realizing now that I've spent the whole time focusing on, on the physical and I haven't done, I haven't really started thinking too much mentally until I spoke to you recently. So it's an aspect that is a concern. I, 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 I basically go up and down. Um, I'm, I'm not as outwardly positive as Adrian is. Uh, and I, in some respects, I'm, I'm quite self-defeating. So I, I, I have a, I'm, I'm much more a, uh, a glass half empty kind of person. And so it's, it's a real, so that is, is a struggle. And yes, I can think of. You've been um, worrying about whether you can finish it and those sorts of things, haven't you? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm worrying about the, the time it's going to take. And, and also I, I still have no idea how long it, it is going to take. Mm. And, and that is, that's a struggle. So I'm, I'm going to line up and, and, and really I, I, am I preparing for, 16 to 18 hours or am I preparing for 22 hours and all of these are numbers that are are way beyond anything I've I've done before yeah so I I the distance is is I I'm I'm not so concerned about the the climbing again I've 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 done half that in in training and that put things into perspective as well so it's something really over these next, as, as the physical side of the training sort of uh, tapers down, I, I really still need to, to, to put some serious work into just getting my head in the right place and, and having the, the strategies to, to, to do it because I, 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 I need to be more positive. Yeah, and I mean, it, it, positivity is one of those things you can't make yourself be more positive. Um, so it, it's more, it will take a long time because, of course, the, the terrain of GSCR is, um, you know, harder than other races. So it will take a decent amount of time. You just need to be prepared for that. And also, once again, like, like we spoke about with Adrian, is just roll with it. Like if it ends up taking longer, that's okay. It, it's, it is what it is. Um, when, when I did uh, GSER, it took me about five hours longer than I had planned, um, but I just put that aside and just thought the only way I'm going to get to the finish line is to just keep going. Mm. And, and it doesn't, the time is a um, is something that you've constructed within yourself of what you believe you should do it in. And um, so it's really a false, who knows, a false metric because it, it the time is moot it's getting to the end of the it's getting to the finish line you just do whatever it takes to get there and and in focusing on just the finish line and not the time itself you might actually surprise yourself that you'll do it quicker i think you need to stop <coughs> thinking because Thank because you, you don't know it's a different course um it's it there is no previous people that we can look at to see what times they've done to estimate it so it just is what it is to a certain extent i th i think i I, I looked at the the runners information and and that 
also sort of made me worry because I I looked at the finish times with the the slow, medium, and fast. Yeah, and I I would sort of put myself squarely in the the medium category, and and the time for that was oof uh, twenty two hours, mm. and so all of a sudden I I had been thinking, okay, eighteen is is a frightening period of time and now I'm staring down the barrel of 22 and it's just like oh, oh my god um but, but what's, so, what's the matter with 22 well because uh it's almost three times longer than I've ever been on my feet before uh, yeah but the, the human body is amazing and and it can do it can do amazing things it, it's designed to to go that it can go that far not all the time but, you know, um, you, you think about how long some people race for and, and if they can do it, why not you? Mm. You know? Yeah, no, absolutely. What, what's the well, longest you've been on your feet, Adrian? Um, I did the Hubert, that was 29. Yeah. 29. Yeah. Um, but, oh, but um, yeah, I felt fine after that. The, the t- yeah. The distance, it's not. I mean, the time isn't bother me. Like I don't. I, I, I always I look at it and go, hope it was going to go for sixty. You know what I mean? I, like if it's supposed to be in forty, I, I just like, yeah, I don't know. I just think the longer the better because you you sign up for them to be tested. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you want to be you want you actually want it to be as bad as possible, don't you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, like, I've struggled on 7K runs mentally. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I think the terrain, it's just what happens on the day and you roll with it mm. and then it passes and it might come back. And um, yeah, but. And, and that's it. That's right, Emily. Like you'll go through good and bad stages throughout the whole time. Um, and you just have to remember that nothing lasts forever. The good times don't last forever, but yeah. the bad times don't last forever. For sure. Mm. Mm. So that's a good point. How are you feeling, Emily? mentally i'm okay uh the my goal from the start has been to get to the start line and to the finish line so a little bit different to pete if it takes i said 24 hours would be great if it takes longer it takes longer i really don't know and you know from the physio he was like if you have to like you know walk for two k's to like ease up injuries or, you know, just if you're feeling good and but still kind of just listen to your body in it. So yeah. I feel okay. I know that like, oh, I always get to the 40K mark and just need to cry. I don't know if anyone else has <laughs> like a moment. It just happens. And Why 40Ks? I don't know. I think it's, Is that because that's almost a magical marathon distance or something? Yeah, maybe. It's like clockwork. Every time I've gone around that distance, I just kind of need to have a little teary. Um, <laughs> and so I'm expecting the works. And, yeah, it's just I think what happens and you think about things and the body's going through a lot of stress, but you're also out on trails and you're like, this is pretty awesome. So, Yeah. I think it helps to focus on, on, and that's what I sometimes do, is think, what a great adventure am I having? How yeah, lucky am absolutely. I? Yeah, there's so yeah. many people who can't get out on the trails or, or choose not to. How lucky are we that we can do this and be out yeah. there and enjoy it? For sure. And if I don't finish, if it's a DNF, it's like 
like I said, I want to start and see what happens. So yeah. <clears throat> I don't kind of have any like shame around that, but yeah. you know, the next year or the, the next race. So, you know, you yeah. can always, yeah, learn lots out of the experience. And, and that's it. They're all, whatever happens, they're huge learning experiences and, and you can mm -hmm. always take that forward with you. Alicia, how are you feeling mentally? Um, oh, I don't know. It's a bit tough. I think I'm a bit naive, to be honest, going into it. I have nothing to compare it to. I'm probably so a bit like... Just remind people, what's, what's the furthest you've run before you've done this? Probably, I think, no more than like 15. And this is not probably trail, really. It's just no. road 15, cruisy. So I'm very naive going into it. And I'm a bit taking on the headspace, a bit like Emily, that it is what it is go out there my biggest goal is to have fun and finish it if I can do that then I've succeeded and I've had a good run um probably after this race is when things will if I really enjoy it then I'll start to probably have those higher goals and bigger expectations of myself but to just get there give it a crack whatever happens happens if I don't finish it hell I've learned a lot if I do I've probably learned a lot more as well and we can take all of that into god knows what else whether it be triathlons or more running or anything yeah. I guess you never know you might get addicted to the trials look it's looking that way <laughs> <laughs> yeah well that's good I'm loving it it is good yeah yeah it's a and, whole and different look, sport and I can see why is. people love it like you get up into the mountains like I did Bogon for my first time a few weekends ago and when you get all the way up I'm like this sucks this sucks it's all the, it's just uphill it's constant when does it stop but once you get to the top you're like ah oh, I can see yeah. why people get addicted to this I just want to do it again or do something else and see what I can see and how far can I climb and yeah how far yeah I've even found just even the like training aspect of this whole mm -hmm. experience to be so much fun to learn like even though my body's been playing up mm -hmm. that's all also part of it and then learning to like listen to it a little bit more mm -hmm. and, you know, that has been huge. I, so, I, I agree because yeah. like yeah I haven't done it yeah having a running coach before has been new. So, mm. yeah. And I agree because I probably have a bad habit of pushing myself that little bit too far when you get a niggle and you're like, oh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. But being like, <laughs> yeah. okay yeah. with that, just stop. <laughs> Messy, easy. She'll sort it out. She'll help you. You'll get back on track. It's not the end of the world. Has been a massive learning curve. And, and look, listening already. to your body, yeah, is, is huge because within the race, especially mm. these really long ones, you have to listen to your body because when it's a shorter race, you can kind of ignore it and just push through. But when it's longer, if you don't listen from the start, then that can cause problems a couple hours down the track. So um, it, it's really important to learn that in training. So that, that's a great thing anyway. And in regards to um, having fun, I think as much as it is kind of sometimes not fun, mm. it is fun and it is something we all choose to do. So... I think we should go in with it of the attitude that we choose to do this. Let's, I want to enjoy it. Mm. Like you can have to even enjoy the hard times to some yes. extent. Like you yeah. put your body there, yeah, help ride, ride the waves of the pain yeah. and the difficult, like just, it is what it is. At some point you're going to come out the other end and hopefully we're all going to cross that line. Yeah. And, and like Adrian said, we do this stuff. Well, most people I know who do ultras to mm. test ourselves. And part of that test is pushing through those hard times and, and going further and longer than you've ever run before or been out in the bush before and going through the night and those sorts of things. It's that whole challenge that when you look back on, you can be really proud of yourself. Mm. Pete, did you get out for a, a night run the other night? Uh, last night. Yeah. So went uh, went up Mount Donnerbank. Oh, okay. And, Donna, um, yeah. 
and it, it it was it was fantastic yeah i because again night running was something i i was uh sort of concerned about because i i hadn't done it what, were, you, what were your concerns about night running uh just my my night vision is crap like i i i try not to drive at night because i just can't see and so i i i was concerned about yeah just not being being able to 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 see and so we we started at 7:15 and we we had about sort of 30 to 40 minutes and then going into dusk and uh, and and obviously fully dark, mm. and it it was it was very muddy, um, <laughs> and the it's quite overgrown the trail now, and there is still some some storm damage, and so you did very much need to be sort of looking where where you were going, and coming down. It, I, I was surprised. Now I, I was with two other people, and I, I, I was in the middle as we we came down. So there was more light than Hi. just my my head torch. But I was surprised since it was the first time I had run at night. I was surprised how quickly I was used to that um, just field of view and that bit of bit of light. Mm. And I, I, I found that I was still running much more naturally than I thought I was going to be because I, I thought I was just going to be looking down. And, and look, there, 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 was, there, there was quite a lot of it where I, you, you are just hoping for the best. And, and with, with my sort of limited night vision, I... I, I was just hoping for the best, but it but it it worked in in a way where, you know, you slid and you just you just went with the slide and and so it 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 was I I loved it actually I I I've gone from having a slight bit of dread with the night running to actually now looking forward to 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 the night running because it was a whole new experience and one one that had just completely different senses working to to what I'm to what I'm used to and a whole different way of being mentally active at the same time that 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 you're running and yeah. and the advantage obviously of this course being an out and back because I was always worried I was going to miss out on some prime views because I wouldn't get there in daylight and so so I, I like the out and back because it means I'd have seen the views and so it's um so I'm, I'm I'm happy about that but no I'm I I'm really pleased that I've done it and I I hope to probably do one more uh over the next couple of weeks but but it's it's given me yeah a, a whole new excitement actually about running through the night I wanted to ask, did you get the like fuzzy grass and glowing spiders? Uh, no, no. Okay. <laughs> I got I got a got a stinking great leech, but uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, didn't didn't it, it was it was it was very overgrown, so you didn't. Yeah, there weren't any spiders, and interestingly, there were no there were no wildlife eyes because 
when I've run closer to where I live, sort of uh, pre-dawn, there, there's always been eyes looking back at me at various different heights, but didn't didn't get any wildlife eyes at all. Mm. Now, now, running in the dark, I think is 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 really quite magical, and you know, um, I, I yeah, I personally enjoy it, and I'm glad that you enjoy it. Now, what can you share with everyone? What head torch you using? Yeah, I, I use a a silver uh, torch, so it's the same people that that make the the compass. Yeah, um, and it it's got two two sources of light, and so it's so I. I made an effort not to run at full brightness yeah. because I, I I just thought it's better not to do that and 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 be you know to be used to doing that I because obviously the battery won't won't last as yeah. as long so and and again that 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 was fine. And so um, Emily, what have what head torch do you use? I use a Petzl. Yeah, which is great. And does the job, but whether that will last over which one? Um, I have no idea. Ah. Uh. I've, got, I've got the Petzl Nao, I think it is. Oh, it's a small one. It's not oh. like one like a, a yeah. proper one that I should. I think I will get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in the lead up. So it's just it, a little it's like worth having a a good head torch. Adrian, what do you use? Um, I've got a, a lead lenser. Yeah, lead um, It's got the sort of the um battery sort of pack bit on the back so it actually is like a bit of a counterweight which is good um but i just i've had it for a while so i've had it all this year and i just worked out last night <laughs> midnight run that i could because I, I always saw i pay good money for this thing it's supposed yeah. to be like you know thousand watts or something and i'm like it doesn't seem as bright as other people's and um just yeah on the on button actually turns <laughs> So last night I'm running around the streets like a, I look like I was lit up like a car. <laughs> yeah. and, and I've also got like a, um, on my flip belt, a little light. That okay, in the light. that's and cool. That, so it um, lights up the, at my feet. Yeah. And so that's especially good if it's ever foggy to have two. Yeah. And I, I, every night run I've done, like uh, more of an event, not just training, I use um I use both. Yeah. yeah. So I light up out in front of me with the one on my head and then just I've got that vision mark right at my feet. That yeah. dark spot's gone. So So um, what what's the one by your feet, Adrian? Um it's a oh, it's a just on my um it comes off my belt. So I've got a I've got about three belts, but on this particular belt it's a um flip belt and it's just got a little light. So is it actually of part of the belt, or did you add it? No, it's an add-on. Yeah, it's actually made by the same company, so it's one of their like attachments for the belt, and just oh. slides in. And it, I don't know, it lasts forever. I don't. I reckon I've charged it like twice since I've had it, and I use it every day because I run. Um, I'll have to get you to give me a the name of it, and I'll, I'll put the link to that in the show notes. It's, yeah, um, it's the, it's the be best cool. thing. Yeah, because yeah. that sounds that sounds interesting. I, I've I've looked before into getting like a, a waste light because um, I certainly know in fog that that helps. But um, I yeah. haven't been able to find anything. So that this one, you actually you actually need their particular type of belt. Yeah, because um, it's it slots in. 
Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, like I've got a naked running belt, a compressed sport yeah. running belt, and I've got, but this one's probably my favourite. So, and so then Pete, that, that helps with the um, depth perception as well, having that extra light a little bit lower down, which might yeah. be something that would help you if you find night vision difficult. Now, Alicia, yeah. obviously we haven't asked you about a light because hopefully you <laughs> won't need it. No, fingers crossed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so and um but i'm sure as as you get more and more into the trails and, and running yeah. further i'm soaking up all the information I that's can right you will, you will eventually need it and you'll spend all your money yeah, yeah. 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 are just as expensive and i was like running yeah. can't be that expensive i've seen like <laughs> that it's just as expensive it is isn't it it's crazy yeah. I know. Yeah. I got into running thinking it would be cheap, but yeah, no. Yeah, you're like, oh, just a pair of runners, maybe a pack. It can't be that expensive. And all of a sudden you want new tights and new shirts and then accessories like your lights and your drink bottles. And... I know. It never ends. It's never yeah. ending. <laughs> but that's, to me, I think that's part of the fun. And, and part of why we do it is because um, each little thing has different nuances, like with the head torch. Um, and we've all got different kinds of head torches and I've used a variety of different ones and finding the right one and those sorts of things. It's only after experimentation and, and <clears throat> training for a while that you really work out what you like and what works for you the best, mm. you know. So um, so shall we just, in, in saying that, uh, what packs are we using? Adrian, what pack are you planning on using? Uh, well, I, I actually just bought a new one, um, I don't know, about six weeks ago. Yeah, it's uh, ultimate direction mountain vest, um, and I yeah I love it. I yeah. just I had the Solomon twelve liter, which yeah. I'd bought off. See, I'd I'd never I don't live close to like running shops and stuff, so I just I'm like looking at reviews all the time and then buying stuff online when they're on sale and sort of taking a chance. So, yeah. but I I look because I had the Solomon one, I I liked it, and then I just went. I just wondered if that, you know, I saw a review on the mountain vestment. Oh, that looks better. And I just, yeah, you know, I tried it and it just fits me heaps better. And yeah, isn't like, that funny? Because like, I, I find the opposite, but you know, that's yeah. the thing. That's why just you have to experiment. Body types, I suppose, yeah. And yeah. yeah, I just like how it can how it can hold me poles and all that. Yeah. So just yeah, that's how about you, Steve? Yeah. What what pack well, are you using? Well, I I I thought I was, so I, I had a, an Innovate pack and I only realised the night before the run I was meant to be doing, carrying all my mandatory gear, that it didn't fit. Mm. And so I had a bit of a... to practice with everything, it, you figured that it, out. It yeah. is, yeah. I, I was stuffing it in. And, and the <laughs> thing was, it, it goes back to, I bought it a few years ago when I never thought I would really go beyond the 50K distance. And so for, for 50Ks, it's absolutely fine. And then it, I realized it, it, it holds virtually nothing. <laughs> and so, so I, I, I'm actually similar to, to Adrian. I, I bought the, the Osprey uh, vest and I bought it based on a recommendation from the GSER, um, mm runners uh facebook page and i'm i'm really happy with it uh it's there's there's plenty of room but it it fits well it's 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 comfortable uh so now again i'm i'm still still only a few weeks into having it and so all of my long runs basically since i've got it i've i've worn 
Good. I've I've carried I've carried everything in this the same the same last night as as well. Awesome. So my the two people I was running with they were springing up way ahead of me because they weren't carrying anything. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I know and that <laughs> I've weighed down with all my gear. Yeah, but it's so important to train with it because getting used to the weight, feeling how it pulls on your shoulders, what yeah. rubs, how do I pack it? It's so yeah. important as part of your training to train with the full kit. So I'm, I'm glad you did that. And I haven't heard of an Osprey pack. So that's, they, yeah. they're mainly sort of mountaineering type stuff yeah. but there there is one for for runners uh and and yeah no it's 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 really good i'll have to have a, a look into that one what are you using emily i have a uh, at the moment it's like a pink one i'm not sure what the brand is what was the one that you said pete not osprey the one before that Inno was it innovate? innovate innovate maybe it's one of those and that does the job, but I think I haven't done a recce run with all of the gear and I have a feeling it might be a little bit too small. Mm. So yeah. I'll have a vest, but I'll also take a naked belt. Yeah, and, and that that's a good way of doing it too, is if is having the naked belt. And that way you have the things that you really need accessible in there yeah. and um and the things you don't need so much in in the pack. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Alicia, what are you using? Um, actually, the same brand as Pete, so an Osprey one. Oh, there you go. I, yeah, <laughs> I borrowed um, well, one of Zoe's ones to start with, and it was a yeah. Camelback. It was one of her older ones, slightly too small. And I was half walked past one of our adventure shops here in Albury, and they had a heap of them on sale. Tried one on, just a little bit bigger, but not too big because obviously don't need the amount of stuff that the rest yeah. of the guys need. So probably, I think it's like one and holds one and a half liter um, of water in the back so that oh, kind of size nice. with a few extra pockets so yeah. super comfy and i'm the same as pete just been trying to practice like run with a full yeah. pack yeah because it's something i've never done before yeah mm. yeah and it makes it makes a huge difference so mm. yeah yeah so do um you guys maybe have some tips for listeners who are um you know getting ready for for gsr and they're, they're feeling nervous and are they ready and you know did you want to, you know, maybe give some some tips? We'll go around the circle again. Adrian, any tips for the listeners? <laughs> um, um, uh, my my biggest tip, I just you just got to be like confident and be able to like draw back on, you know, a few wins and stuff you've had, knowing that you know you'll just get through it and just yeah, finish no matter what. That's it. Yeah. Keep it simple. <laughs> and, and that's true keep it simple yeah that that's very true and and finish no matter what obviously if, if you're injured you know you don't <laughs> pushing but um but I agree with you because you've got to think of have the mentality of how will I feel tomorrow how will you feel tomorrow if you've pulled out just because it was hard do you know what I mean and there's nothing worse than that regret of the next day going actually I probably could have finished um <clears throat> so yeah I think getting yourself to the finish that's that's a really good good thought there yeah what about you pete any tips yeah from from the graph the glass half empty person um, <laughs> <laughs> i i i think and and this is probably me talking to to myself but it's when when you do get to the start line there it's time to look forward and not back there's 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 nothing more you can do so I, I think you're there, you've got there and, and, and look, look forward, just, just be, um, 
yeah, looking forward rather than thinking, oh, I wish I'd done that yeah. extra long run or, or or more strength training. And so, yeah, I, I think just 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 look forward from from the start. Yeah. Yeah. And, and look back, like like Adrian said, on, on the wins that you've had in training and that sort of thing, you know, because there have been some some great moments. And, and if you focus on them rather than the ones you missed. So you look at the glass half full, yeah. Um, and yes, <laughs> that's that's exactly right. Good point. Thanks, Emily. Advice that I have, uh, well, because I live in the terrain where the event is, I can say that like it's so exciting to be able to share these trails with people and to see the buzz around the event over the last couple of weeks. And oh, really, yeah, starting to reopen. It's just really lovely. You have that event excitement back. So that's just so infectious and lovely um uh advice ah um I think I mean from I'm just remembering like why I wanted to do this and it's the experience that I want to have and I think for people to yeah show up on the day as they are to enjoy the fact that they're about to have an adventure and a huge day out I think is everything so Mm -hmm. just to have fun yeah yep Alicia? Oh, pretty much. Everyone's covered it pretty much. <laughs> I guess I don't really have any specific advice in terms of trails or running, but I think like be okay with everything that's happened. It's happened for a reason. And just, yeah. like, just look forward, just keep going. You're out there for a reason. There was a reason you wanted to do it in the first place. Draw on those thoughts and just get through it. Enjoy the ups, enjoy the downs. And yeah, like you said, you're going to regret it if you pull out just because it was a little bit too hard. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah, you don't want to live with that. You can live with sore legs and everything else. Yeah, yeah. We can recover. You can fix yourself after. Just get through it. There's yeah. a reason there's physios and massage therapists and all that. Like, exactly. as long as the injury is not overly serious, you can keep doing it. You can keep going. And and both what you and Emily said sort of uh, made me think. You know, you, you speak about a why. Um, do let's go around again. Do you have a why that you will draw on? If you if you hit a, a difficult spot, and Adrian, obviously you might not get to race, but you've got to have planned some sort of why that when things get tough, do you have anything that you draw on or, or think about? Uh, hundreds. <laughs> I've got no, I've got, I've got plenty, I've got plenty, so plenty of them. So what what's what? Um, just give us an example of one. Um, I just just the example that I wanted to sort of set for my boys yeah. stuff that, you know, obviously, you know, me being, you know, my age, which is probably close to your age, I reckon. <laughs> um, I don't know, you've got your kid and you sort of, yeah, I, like I had heaps of wins back when I was younger and then, you know, obviously life takes over a bit and then you sort of think back and you go, oh, I just, yeah, want to win again. So, um, and that, when I said win, I don't mean win-win. I mean, no, no, no. Yeah, finish yeah. And get stuff done and keep challenging, keep challenging yourself. Like, yeah, I just, that's mine. Like, I'll, yeah. I'll you know, I'll, and just be in it for the long run. Like, not just this event, but, you know, forever. Yeah, no, no, that's a good one. Pete, do you think you've got a why that you can draw on? Yeah, I think so. It's... In December, it will be 25 years since I was diagnosed as a type 1 diabetic. And and I was in my mid-20s then, so it was a strange time uh, to for it to happen. 
Mm. And ever since mm. that, I've always been determined that it won't stop me from, from doing anything. And so it's, it's, it's a constant because for me, it, particularly with, with this kind of exercise, it is a, a constant factor in everything that that I do so it's it's a five years ago when I hit my 20 years was the first year I I ran a marathon and and it's yeah so it's 25 years and do something as a bigger challenge that I've I've never taken on before just to just to prove to myself but also to to others that it it doesn't hold you back that's awesome that's brilliant I like it. Emily. My why is because life is too short not to experience epic shit. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I totally agree <laughs> though. It is too short. <laughs> Especially when, like Adrian said, you're around our age, which is what, Adrian, 30, 35? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Alicia, what's what's gonna be your why? Mostly just like self-accomplishment, achievement. Yeah. I just want to see like generally what can I do? And I've got a feeling it's probably a bit of a rabbit hole. I may fall down. But if I really enjoy this, yeah. those distances yeah. may get longer and then, you know, you just get further and further in. And that self-achievement drives a lot of other aspects of my life too. So if I can accomplish that, then what else can I accomplish? And I, I think you'll be really mm. not surprised, but really amazed at how much you can do and how much you love doing it mm. in, in that setting. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for, for joining um, us today or the, the podcast. <laughs> now, I am hoping that we will, well, planning, not hoping, planning that we'll do another one um, after the event. <laughs> and um, even if you don't get to go, Adrian, we'd still love to have you on board because uh, I'd like to discuss how it feels, you know, knowing that everyone's racing and that sort of stuff. And we'll, we can talk about yeah. that. Because, you know, a lot of people have had to experience this, especially at the moment, and I'm sure there'll be, you know, mm. other people in the same boat. So are you all up for, for that, for a discussion afterwards? Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Excellent. Now, um, yeah, so obviously people who are listening, if you see any of us at, at the race, because I'll be there but just volunteering, um, do come up and say hello, you know, say you've heard us on the podcast and, and I'm sure they not maybe not want to chat in the middle of the race but you know <laughs> you know before or after when I'm crying at 40 k's okay you have to enjoy it and remember your wine <laughs> that's it exactly all right well thank you so much for joining yeah, us can I quickly ask you a question Izzy yeah what happens like the next day like what what in your experience are we like a week like just not doing anything or <laughs> you're like um you mean like um within a program within a program and just general yeah um I suppose yeah when would you then start running again like well I um come from the philosophy of uh you really need to prop to nail recovery to be able to build up again so I believe in in um you know, depending on the distance of the race, um, and and ha at least ha at least one week of, of no running, walking, and maybe easy cycling, um, because it's not just the uh, the physical side that you need to rest; it's the mental side, all the pressure 
leading up to the race and the planning and the organizing and the thinking about it, that's exhausting too. And if you don't let the mind relax, the body's not going to relax either. So I, I believe in like a week of really destructured training and preferably no running and then um, slowly building up and reintroducing running, but in, in an easy format and, and building up gradually. I don't believe in no exercise. I still think you need to do, you know, maybe yoga, walking, swimming if you're so inclined. Um, cycling is always a good one too because you're getting the cardio and the outdoor benefits without the pounding. But, um, but generally, cutting definitely cutting out the running for a little bit. And have, the have, sorry? And the strength training. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the strength training too, because that needs to, yeah, probably come out. But just maybe instead of strength per se, some core work, focusing more just on core workouts and that sort of thing, because um, obviously there's been a lot of muscle damage. So you need to let that repair. And even though you might feel okay, a lot of it you can't necessarily feel. It's still there. So just very small workouts and, and just easy um, easy walking, easy cycling, those sorts of things. What do you normally, Adrian, you're smiling. Do you normally run? No, I'm, 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 I'm getting a bit of a hurry up from work. Oh, are you? All right, sorry. <laughs> I'm going to go. All right, no worries. Uh, and, and okay, if you want to go, Adrian, that's fine. Yeah, I've got to go. All right, see ya. Thanks for that. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so Emily, um, how do how do you feel about that when I'm saying that? Yeah, that sounds great. It is that recovery aspect because having I did a 50k, I think back in September. Yeah. And just really wanted to make sure that I didn't rush back into that's the right. Yeah. Work. yeah. And yeah, we spoke about that too. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just thought after something this epic, I haven't run anywhere near this distance before. So what that looks like. But and and to be honest, uh, yeah, no running, but it is still important to move. And that's why I'm saying yeah. walking and those sorts of things, because um, to go from all of that to then bang to nothing, that's what some people do is they do their race and then, then they just do nothing. And that's equally not so good for the body as getting, well, getting back straight back into the running is probably worse, but it is good to do something and easy walking and, and those sorts of things um, are really good. And, and, I, and I just think mentally you need a break. And, and this is what's been so hard about um, all these races getting cancelled is people have just kept training and training and training and training and haven't had the breaks that normally come with racing, which mm -hmm. I think has been physically and mentally hard on people too. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. Well, thank you so much. And, um, you know, like I said, I feel we'll excited. Have a... yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> it's exciting. <laughs> and, um, and, and we'll have a chat after the race and it'll be really interesting. We'll talk um, after the race about whether you needed your why to think about it and those sorts of things. So it'll be great for the listeners to hear that. So good luck, have fun. I will see you there and um, yeah. And and listeners, make sure that you say hello to us if you see us. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Izzy. All right, thanks. Okay. See everyone. Well, I hope you enjoyed our chat. Don't forget to look out for the next one that we do after the race. Also, don't forget to check out the YouTube video of the podcast and that way you'll get to see us and maybe then you'll recognise us if you're there at GSER. 
Now, have you got a funny running story? If so, DM me on socials with an audio recording and I will add your story to the next bonus episode. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Peak Endurance Podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time. And until the next time, have a great week.